Well, hey there, team. This is podcast number 592 for Coach Jeff. It's the 24th of February 2017, and you are listening to episode 8 of the Muay Thai Podcast. Hey there team and welcome along to this episode of the Muay Thai Podcast, podcasting since 2007 and heard by more than a million people in over 160 countries. I am your host coach Jeff and today I chat with pro Muay Thai fighter and good buddy of mine Paul the Reaper Banashik and uh, you can check out all things uh, Muay Thai Podcast at themuaythaipodcast.coachjeff.com.au Please also check out coachjeff.com Dot au and if you uh, actually hop over to Coach Jeff and subscribe to the Coach Jeff podcast, that way you will simply get every single bit of content that we produce. Uh, well, that's about enough of the coach banging away. Let's uh, jump on the phone and catch up with good buddy of mine, Paul the Reaper Banashi. Oh man, what a special treat! A surprise visit from the man himself, Paul the Reaper Banashi. How are you, brother? I'm doing super well, as as we were just talking about before we got on to record. Well, mate, this is a uh, huge surprise because we just happened to pass each other on uh, that book face thing earlier on this afternoon, and uh, <laughs> book face thing, eh? <laughs> and we've grabbed the opportunity to uh, to have a quick chat to each other. Man, the last six months has just been simply amazing for you. When when did we last talk? What, what was going on the last time we we had a conversation? Oh man, I think the last time we caught up here on the show, we um, we chatted. There was yourself, uh, Sean Fagan, uh, the Muay Thai guy, and myself. And I think, um, oh geez, you were you were just getting ready uh, to leave the states. You'd uh, you'd smashed the car up, and you were just getting ready to head um, uh, over to Thailand. And, uh, we we had a chat since then when I was in in the Namsak Noi camp. I know that. Yeah, um, yeah. So actually, I'm we had a chat. We had a chat. What uh, you know? What do you know about me, man? What do you know? Last I time know we, I tell you, when we last chatted was just after you got your face all smashed up in that first okay. fight up in uh, in uh, Bangkok. Well, you know the the nose isn't as straight as it used to be, but it's uh, no longer smashed up. Yeah. I think uh, let's just point out that I think a lot of the people that listen to um, the Fighters podcast, of course, listen to yourself and Sean over there on the Muay Thai Guys podcast. So I think a lot of people will be up to speed with um, with where you've been and what's been happening. But just let me say this, man, that uh, in case you haven't uh, been listening to this show or you don't listen to the Muay Thai Guys podcast, which you should, um, or you should go over and uh, check out Paul's blog at themuaythaiathlete.com. Um, you know, uh, Paul has been, uh, for the last six months, uh, firstly with, uh, Numsak Moy, um, down south, uh, Copenhagen Island. Yeah, that's correct. Well, it's been, almost, it's been around eight months now cause, cause I just, uh, I ran out of my visa. So it's been around eight months that I've been here. I've been here since July and, uh, we're almost in March now. So yeah, uh, I was in Bangkok for two months, Namsak Noi for five months, which is on Copenhagen. Then then uh, traveled through the islands for about a week. Then traveled to Phuket for another two weeks to train out there. And now I've been in uh, Chiang Mai in the northern part of Thailand, kind of in the mountain mountainous region. You know, it's just been simply amazing. And look, and again, I'll just say, guys, if you really want to get a, a a good feel for what Paul's been up to, make sure you go over and subscribe and listen to the Muay Thai Guys podcast because I think you guys covered it pretty uh, succinctly on uh, there. But as a friend, 
man, I just wanted to catch up and say, brother, it has been so friggin' inspirational um, what you've been doing, you know, to, to just to make that jump like you did to, uh, to leave the States behind um, and just head off and go and just chase that, uh, I guess, chase that dream. That sounds a little cliche, but, but pretty much that's the way I look at it. And, uh, and to watch what you've been doing has just been, uh, been friggin' amazing, man. Yeah, I got rid of the romantic fanaticism. <laughs> well, yeah, I think that's that's really important because that that hit me right between the eyes. Because on the last episode when you were talking with Sean, uh, I think you really summed that up. That that sometimes we do we have this romantic thing about you know as you put it sleeping on the floor of the gym and and uh, you know chasing things and and I still have that to these days. You know sometimes I'm in the shed out the back here. You know, it's a, it's a, you know, 100 degrees Fahrenheit in there. I'm dying in there training, and it's all. There's some aspects of that are very romantic, and I think sometimes we do chase that romantic, um, you know, thing about what it is we're doing with fighting. But man, you've really put that to bed. I, I really have, and and here's a great example, especially like a, a more recent one, of how people view this because. I, I'm on the bag where I'm working really hard, and if, if I put something very technical and clean together, you, you know, I might get a couple hundred views, likes, whatever it is. And more recently, I put up me hitting, like, a bunch of tires wrapped around a tree, and I'm doing this at, like, 50% because I'm, like, more out of shape now than ever <laughs> with, with, all the, with all the traveling. But, but it's sexy because it's in, like, a really raw gym where there's not that many people, you know, like they strung some things together just to be able to train and they see the, you know, they see the dirt, they, they see the rawness of it, you know, hitting the tires, kicking the tires to condition the shins, things like that. And it's sexy, but I'm more out of shape than I ever was before. Like I'm not putting in the same work. I'm not being as efficient, but to people that it's, you know, it's sexy. So yeah, you know, it gets yeah. way more engagement. just thousands and thousands, like within just minutes. So I know, man, I know. Yeah. Like if I put up uh, stories of, uh, you know, me training out in the shed with all my sort of archaic equipment, man, that uh, people get fired up about that. But I've got to tell you, I like when you were down there um, with Namsak Noi, you know, and, and the grind, uh, that you were going through there was no romanticism about that as far as I was concerned I was just so intrigued was man can the boy put it in twice a day day in and day out and just you know every now and then we would hear from you we'd see a bit of a post and and we get a little bit of feeling about just what you were going through trying to to grind that out twice a day seven days a week and there was no romanticism about that it was just oh man it, to me it was inspiring but intriguing just the like can uh, can the reaper hang on here <laughs> the, the the reaper whatever soul he had has left him for sure yeah. after that camp so yeah I, i'm in a much needed place right now and i'm very i feel very blessed to be in the spot that i'm in right now i feel like i'm enjoying the fruits of my labor for the first time in my life i haven't stopped training for six to seven years you know i started this and i never took time off i always had that mentality that you know like when i'm not training the competition's getting ahead or or i feel like i'm gonna lose the past six seven years if i just take a break even for a couple of weeks so um you know i'm still training I'm, I'm i'm getting private lessons uh for the most part uh to work around some injuries so you know like that type of training it has a it's pros and it has its cons so now i'm just i'm dealing with the injuries um uh, working around them the personal training helps with that uh but i do hop into 
group classes just to get that like uh, just to get that fire and just to get in the clinch and, and to toss guys around and get tossed around myself. So so I still get that intensity, you know, that wake up to my body just to kind of keep things going, keeping the fundamentals where they are and just to um, just to keep my mind sharp until I get back to the States. Uh, we're in talks right now with a couple couple promotions and companies so all all big so it's going to be no small uh return when i get back but yeah mate you've yeah. uh yeah you put the yards in mate you should be paid off for it now it's as simple as that you know i i see that post there this morning you know where we're all having a bit of a joke about it. i said i'd sign you but there's no money there of course but you know someone big needs to uh needs to sign you man because you've done the yards and uh you know you're proven absolutely beyond proven now man yeah, it's um, you know, enjoying the fruits of the labor in a way is is my way of, you know, it's a challenge to me. I didn't want to. It's really difficult for me to stop it. Even after the first two three days, I feel like a lot of guilt. You know, like I put in all that work. I'm like, oh, I'm just gonna put a halt to it. But the thing is, I'm kind. Of, it's kind of for. It's a blessing in disguise. The the injury because now I'm actually seeing timeline. I'm enjoying the beauty of it all and it's giving me a lot of perspective um and and that's essentially what i'm looking to do is whether it's through fighting whether it's through travel whether it's through meeting people especially different personalities people that i'm not used to being around like doing things i'm not comfortable with is to gain that perspective so at the end of my life i can like i can either pass that down to the next generation to my kids Uh, i just had this conversation um uh, last night um, with a lady I was talking to and I, I was just saying you know it's it's everything you gain from this from this journey you're able to to pass down not only to to your kids but even to yourself at a at an older age I don't know if I talked about this in the last podcast but just just viewing people that that make a lot of mistakes or uh, they make up for things that they missed in their youth uh, at an older age. And I believe that's when you see people uh, not being loyal to their significant others or, or their wife. I think it's when, when people start buying motorcycles and having that midlife crisis is because <clears throat> when they were my age, they didn't do these things. They and, and now what I said before, that romantic fantasy hits them, right? Um, you know, the, once, you, once you, you're somewhere for 20 years and it's a complete constant, and especially now with social media, you're able to see other people and how they're living. So they start to compare themselves. Oh, what if I had a wife like this? What if I had this mm-hmm. job? What if I what if I did go to Thailand when I was twenty something years old instead of keeping it safe at my job and you know just pretty much stopping as an amateur or whatever it was? Um, I, I I feel like if you do these things, especially at a younger age, and you can do it at any age. I'm not just saying that you know like for for, for the people that are in my position, but I, I want people to know that it's never too late to do that. Yeah. Um, but, but, you know, especially if you are younger, like you can miss some mistakes, you know what I'm saying? Like you can yeah, yeah. learn from the mistakes of others and, and fulfill all these things, get perspective on life. And, and, and so your kids don't grow up ignorant, you know, like, like I, I feel like a lot of ignorance comes from people not having a perspective on someone else's ideas, thoughts, or their culture. Right. And and if you can't understand someone, you 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 tend to say very ignorant, uneducated, not intellectual words and thoughts. So I feel like that's what I'm gaining from this. Is is I'm meeting a lot of people. There are people that maybe I don't agree with, but like I get to 
see into their mind uh, of why they think the way they think of why they're here i mean there's people from all over the world here right it's it's like a hub spot from you know people from asia people from australia people from europe people from north america south uh, south america africa um and and i've met everyone from every continent every walk of life whether they're poor rich whether they're a fighter someone here just to lose weight or someone here finding themselves or you know, and maybe it had even nothing to do with the journey that I'm on. And and it's really interesting to to hear those people as well. So Yeah. Yeah, man. It's yeah. uh it's it's a good good uh like learning opportunity as well. Yeah. Absolutely. Life. Absolutely, man. And I think you summed that up so well in that last podcast. And and the thing is it's uh it's this is what I find uh inspirational about the whole thing because this is one more person now that will head off into the world and uh and you will become a great source of truth and knowledge, you know, as the rest of your life unravels. And uh and I love that because it's uh you know, you'll be able to, uh, with the experiences that you've gained, and, and I think it's so true, you know, you say that's what, what creates so many of our problems later in life is the, is all the stuff that we just didn't have the guts to go and try when we were, you know, uh, younger or in the years preceding where we are right now, you know, and that's why I've always had this attitude of I'll, I'll never die wondering, man, I'll, uh, I'll keep trying new things and new people and experiencing new uh, cultures and people, you know, until the day I drop over, you know, and uh, and that's what makes it such a fun ride, eh? It, yeah, I, I mean, just being able to to go from it's kind of like I have chapters, right? It's 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 having chapters. I I we just did a podcast on this, so. <clears throat> if you haven't been to Muay Thai guys, then uh, we, we kind of were away for a little bit, and now we're getting very consistent again. Now that Sean is in Thailand, we're in the same time zone, and we talked about the seasons of life, and uh, you know, has gone through this, and I feel like everyone does, where where you have that season where you really need to learn, you have a season where you put that uh, education that you gain from learning to work, and once you work, you you know you pretty much can get the the rewards from it but once you have that season that seasonal reward uh is really short you know mm-hmm. it's 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 maybe 80 20 from what sean said is you know like we we, we have 80 percent you know winter <laughs> it's like new england man it's like being back in the states i don't even want to think about it but it's about 80 percent of that and then you get 20 percent of uh you know, enjoyment. And then most of the time we don't take the, you know, we get our 20%, but we kind of like store 19 of that away. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm hearing you. Hey, listen, man, what I think we do, how did the uh, Paul Banashik for hire uh, go? I see you put an ad up the other day, uh, advertising yourself for hire. What's uh, the offers been rolling in mate or what? <laughs> oh, for sure, man. <laughs> <laughs> what, what was your so, going price? 5,000 bucks a day or something. I think it was, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm not sure if any everyone knows uh, what you're talking about, but it's they just have these funny things on Facebook where you're able to just kind of like it takes your personality and what what you do and and you know it was Valentine's Day spending Valentine's Day here in Thailand, you know could get lonely, but no it definitely doesn't it definitely doesn't get lonely. The thing is. Uh, you know what? It's it's been a good time, man. It's been a good time. I'll just say that. It's, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I was telling Sean, this is I I think 
it's it's been very some people think it's limiting to maybe have like a because now we're like sectioning off into like Valentine's Day and relationships, but uh, I think I think a lot of people feel limited by their significant others or wherever they are, and I feel like in a lot of positions that is the truth. But I I feel like um, if if you give your fifty percent, sometimes uh, you're able to use use that love and, and passion as motivation and to become more efficient. Because what I noticed is that whenever I do have someone, um, you know, that maybe I'm, I'm more committed to or interested in versus when I'm just rather free to do what I want. Um, I don't become as efficient because, mm. uh, you know, you have someone there for accountability where like, okay, at the end of the day, like I do want to, to give this person my time, obviously. So I have to structure my day in a way where I can do that. Yep. Uh, versus when I'm free, I just kind of structure my day however I want to structure my day. And sometimes it's not the most efficient way of doing it. Yeah. So, so I think uh, having a family, having that is, is a big motivator for a lot of people. There's, so much, uh, there's a fighter from America representing us right now uh, in glory. Uh, for glory kickboxing so i mean that's the biggest stage of them all and uh he he has uh he has a beautiful daughter he has a wife and you know he traveled to thailand to train comes back home and there's always videos of you know his little kid playing in the background while he's hitting the bag and you can tell he uses it as fuel and he's a top contender in, in in glory kickboxing so yeah Mate, uh, just on a, on a fight uh, theme for a moment, what's probably what do you reckon has improved the most for you? You know, over this time, um, you know, say down at at, at Noi, um, you know, you're clinching, you're striking, your your, your leg work. What's because um, I, I might, what, yeah, I'm watching you, know, you lately, you're sharp. You look really sharp, man. Yeah, the the sharpness comes from timing uh i think my my response to whatever is being thrown at me has sharpened uh it's a lot tighter um i think it's i think it's my defense so that's what has improved the most is his philosophy on fighting is you know is like anyone can attack it's easy you know like like any you you know put any it's true on the street right anyone can run at you full force swing at you and if they catch you it doesn't matter who you are Mm. They catch you. They can attack you. They can hurt you. Correct. Mm. Yeah. Not, but almost no one that hasn't been in a gym and had proper training can defend themselves. Yep. Correct. Yep. Like, yep. like they can throw yep. back. They can defend. They think defending themselves is is attacking back. Right. Yep. Yep. And and it could be if you put them away. However, if you're being overwhelmed, um, you know, you're you're not really you, you don't know how to defend yourself. So, it, it's a good philosophy to have. Is that. It's easy to attack, but if you can defend and if you can hurt your opponent with your defense, then <laughs> your offense kind of begins to speak for itself. It starts to flow. Yeah. And I feel like I've been getting in these flow zones by, by being able to time to study my opponents, uh, focusing on the defense where I'm able to check their kicks, make them miss a few times, and then I go, okay, there's, there's their timing, and now, you know, the first couple times I make them miss, and then I start to make them miss and pay, and once they feel it, they feel the power, they feel that, the, you know, they're paying for it, that's when I can kind of go in. And that's pretty much how the fights have been going, and I feel like I'm seeing everything, uh, so the reaction time is big, the defense is big, and also uh, transitions, cause, because... Namsek Noy is a very good transitional fighter, which means going from striking to clinching to angling to, to heavy boxing to just 
uh, it, let's say you're winning now and now they're trying to throw at you to being able to st uh, stick with hard kicks to the arm to pin the arm to stop their boxing and to to be able to use angles so so they can't tee off on you maybe on the ropes or in the corner as they keep pressing and and, and you've already have the fight won so uh, that's definitely been the most uh, significant thing on a technical aspect and the clinch i haven't had the opportunity really to to clinch too much so my first two yeah. fights under namsak noy i got a quick knockout in the first two and then uh because I, I just had their their timing in a way and then the third fight uh was a kickboxing fight so i didn't get to clinch in it so yeah. uh you know there was no there was no elbows so you know, three fights, I didn't really get to put it to work, but I feel like once you see me uh, on whether it's on Axis TV, under Lion Fights, or another promotion, I think you're going to get to see what the clinch work has uh, gotten me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, in Thailand, the score is really big. Like, if you take someone's back in a clinch, and, and I yeah. took, uh, when I fought the European fighter, while we're clinching, I was able to take his back and slap a couple of knees on him. Because uh, in, even in kickboxing, you know, we couldn't elbow, but, you know, you can still sneak in a little bit of work in in a short amount of time in the clinch. So, yeah, man, it's been improving a lot. And, and he's, a, he's a high-level clincher. He, yeah, If people follow Muay Thai, they know who Sanchai is. And he he beat Sanchai, essentially just clinching him for five rounds. So yeah. it just yeah, shows yeah. how high how level he is with it. And it's not... Um, it's very slick work, so it's not like sitting there and on the on the technical side, like being able to trade. His his very slick, like he does angle work within the clinch. He he transitions in the clinch and is able to like dive under, over, fake, like so fakes in. That's high level stuff. Is mm. being able to do fakes in a clinch, to be yeah. able to transition in the clinch, to angle in the clinch, to to just control your partner that way and to use them against themselves. It's really really high level stuff stuff i have literally have never seen in the states i have never seen this i remember watching you doing some clinch work you seem to be getting thrown down every five seconds man i thought that was awesome <laughs> <laughs> yeah so I'm, I'm learning yeah that's uh, yeah and that's against stadium champions out here oh yeah so yeah and and they found some state stadium champions that were my weight so you really learn the reality of uh, what it's like to to clinch a tie once they're once they're your size. Yeah, <laughs> which is rare for me, right? You can't find ties my size, yeah. but they yeah. brought, they brought all come in, up to your knees, man. Yeah, they they brought in a three-time stadium champion here and uh, Max Muay Thai champion to clinch with me, and that was uh, it was a learning experience. <laughs> yeah. But I've got to say, like we, because we, because we, your fights, those first two fights were fairly short. We didn't get to see a lot of you. But man, I've got to agree with you that what we have seen of you uh, fighting, you really do look like you're flowing. Um, you know, from from one aspect of your fighting to the other, so smoothly, man, and so sharply. It's it's. Um, I think it's a, a a huge difference to uh, to where you were. Yeah, you know, we do this thing called. I call it perfection sparring. I mean, yeah. they just do it. They, they they don't call it anything. It's just work. But I haven't in the past year since I had a fight in April last year in April. I have taken zero damage to the head, mm. and 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 I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have I have learned to like it because because in the past I have had you know headaches and I have had like some spells so. 
in the past year not to take any damage to, to the brain is really, really big. Um, mm. I, I haven't been sparring, especially in sparring. I'm not getting paid. So, so whether you beat me, you didn't win anything. It's okay. Yeah. You know, we can, we can move on from here. And it's, you know, when I'm training, I really, I just put my ego to the side. And it's funny because I was just at a training camp here in Thailand. I'm just, I'm, I'm not going to say the name, but you know, they have a uh, posters everywhere. like dedication, uh, hundred percent dedication, egos to the side, like things like that. And, and, and I go into the sparring and it's a hundred percent egos and, yeah. and yeah. you know, it's a hundred percent dedication, but, but it was just egos. Uh, and I think it came from the MMA guys and the boxers. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Whenever, when I went with the like more Thai style guys, it was fine. Um, but yeah, there was there was a boxer I went with, and he was literally trying to put me away. Like like there was a time he caught me, and then like I caught him a number of times, and, and I just chilled back. Like I was going like, and that's just sixty percent. I'm catching him at sixty percent, and I'm like laying low after I catch him, so I don't I don't rock him, you know. Yeah. And and I let him off the hook. However, the guy's big, like two twenty probably. He he caught a hook while I rolled with it. So if I didn't roll with it, I probably would have been like put down because it, it gave me a black eye and I had a headache after training, and and he was going for the kill right after. But so I just went defense, defense, and that's that's how I started to just kind of focus, especially when I go with guys like that or guys that don't have very good control, is just to focus on my defense. Don't really worry about trying to to outpoint them you know who cares this is a sparring session sparring like man it. it's sparring yeah you know, it's like right. so yeah and, and I, I get it like in boxing and i looked the guy up after and he had over a hundred something amateur boxing fights and then he went pro and his 15 to no with 15 knockouts so obviously he has powers and he he likes to put it to use <laughs> yeah uh, there was a reason no one was sparring him i guess but um you know i i, I gave him one round <laughs> yeah, like that's the thing, you know. I uh, I've been getting some good sparring uh, of late, you know, with the guys that we've been working with. Um, you know, they they uh, they really do just leave the egos at the door, you know. And these are these are guys that are like thirty years younger than me, and they, uh, I guess, because you know you're you're so much older than them, they sort of they they're like, oh, I don't want to kill the old man, so ego just sort of goes out there's no one's trying to prove anything and jeez it's been some good work man because you can really you know go at that sort of 50 60 70 percent really work on what you want to work on and man you get so much more out of it and it's just so much more fun too yeah so what's your what's your take how like especially at um especially at your age like does it i know you get the younger guys that you talked about before now do they they say you said to the body they still go really hard, but is it do they like kind of take it easier on the head? Do you take it easier on the head? How how, how is your okay uh, so sparring structured? Man, I talk a lot uh, uh, prior to sparring someone and during sparring someone. Man, my mouth is going nonstop, adjusting what they're doing, adjusting what I'm doing. That's how I roll. Um, so you know, I'm I'm really big on uh, I don't want to be taking too many headshots because it hurts too much. Um, and uh, my coach is really working big on my defense. And exactly what you said, he, he's the same principle. Anyone can attack, you know, very few people can defend. So um, I'll take body shots so the cows come home because I've always been good at taking them. So, man, I, there's a lot of talking going on with these guys, and I'm like, man, you can rip me to the body all you want, but, uh, you know, if we're going upstairs, um, let's just 
keep the control there. I'm working on my defence. You're working on whether it's you, you're working on his. He might be working on his jab or a, a jab hook. You know, lead jab hook combination or something. Um, so work on that all you want, but. Man, if I'm starting to take heavy hits to the head, I'm going to take a knee and pull the sparring up and say, listen, brother. So that's how I roll, you know, and it works really well for me. A lot of guys can't take that because they think they're in there for a fight. But once they get used to the fact that I'm going to control what I want out of the sparring and try and give them what they want out of the sparring, oh, man, it works really well. And I, and being, again, I, I just execute the old, I'm an old man, so I'll call the shot sort of thing. And it works really well. So we all get out of sparring what we want to get out of it. Yeah, like that. I think communication is huge. I, yeah. I just I find it hard to communicate with fighters a lot. <laughs> so, well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, you, you, yeah, you have to better because so many of the coaches around just don't they don't execute that control, you know. And uh, fighters being fighters, they want to fight. Well, that's good. Fight night's two weeks away, man. This is sparring for me. Now it's like, no, man. If if you go a little too hard, you're 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 gonna get shunned, and you're gonna know it, man. He if like if you go anywhere past fifty, he he'll stop the entire class, and he puts everyone together in the center of the ring, and uh, he just he just stares. He, like, <laughs> man, he is now that I'm like I'm because I'm visualizing it right now, man. He's a he's a savage. He'll put everyone in the middle of the ring, and he'll just stare at everyone for a good minute. Like in silence. Yeah, yeah. Just looks at everyone. Yeah, I love goes, that. I he love he that. Goes, he goes, just no face, no emotion. Not like anger. Not not sad. Not frustrated. Not anything. Just no emotion, and just and then he finally, after like a minute of staring everyone in their eyes, he goes, "Okay, we're here to help each other, right? But um, but you guys aren't." You know, you're you're not doing that by trying to 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 win here. He's like, we're 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 all doing the same thing now. If if you want to show something, if you want to prove something, that's okay, no problem. That's okay, that's okay. But but come to me. Mm. If you want to prove something, he's like, you you you. That's okay, but but come to me because your your training partner might be fighting soon. But but come to me, no problem. No, you know, I, I won't get hurt. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. He's See, like, he's like, I love he's that. Like, he's like, well, he's like, we'll take, we'll take care of things. Like, if you want to show something, you can, you can come and show me, but, but don't try to show that to your, your trainer, uh, training partners, because they have fights coming up too. Yeah. See, that's exactly okay? what I'm getting yeah. at. That, and that's why, if a coach doesn't step in, that's how I, I just handle it myself. You know, and Mike, uh, the coach that I use on a regular, he's really good like that. He's the same, you know. He'll be like, I mean, listen, uh, that's for me. You're, same sort of thing, you know. If he sees someone being stupid in sparring, you know, you'll go, oh, you sit the next two rounds out and then you'll be sparring me. And uh, you don't want to be sparring him, man. <laughs> you just, you don't want to be sparring him, man. He's a big boy. He's got a head like a coconut, man. You can hit it all you want. Nothing's going to break. So... Hey, listen, man, you mentioned before about uh, limits, and uh, you know uh, I've been a huge lover of the way that you have this limitless mindset, and uh, I see you starting to produce some sort of some stuff around that whole limitless theme, man. Correct. Um, you know, and I see the stuff with Candice was just friggin' awesome, buddy. We're going to see some more of that? Yes, yes. That is, uh, that's been my mission for a long time now, is, uh, is to put this together, and uh that that's exactly what I was talking about. And now it's like noises. I, I was very limited, 
And that was a season of my life where I needed to do that to get to that next level. Mm -hmm. And so I can continue living uh, the lifestyle that I want to live. So I don't want people to think that once you choose to do this, like you no longer have to, you no longer have to work or there's no times where you're like, it's not going to be a hundred percent of the time, but it is a mindset and it's a way of living where the more you think that way, you'll be a lot closer to that hundred percent of the time, you know? Mm. So, and, and sometimes you do have to make these short, really extreme investments like I did here, uh, to live the next maybe 10 years in a different way. So that's exactly, and that's what education is, right? People go to college, they spend their, they invest their money into that time in college and then go out and hopefully they can make more money than they would if they didn't have their education. So I'm trying to do the same exact thing with, with my training, with, learning these things like i did i did a fight <laughs> I did a, they call it a bucket <laughs> they call it a bucket fight i, I laughed i'm like and, and you know why i did this i wasn't going to do it so so for the people listening if you don't know in thailand they have these places like rasta bars and things and they'll they'll they give out like free stuff, free drinks or whatever. If you get in the ring and you fight, most people are drunk. But where I was, these guys actually look like they, they train most of the guys getting in the ring. So, uh, you know, at first I wasn't going to do it. But now that I saw that there was some trained guys, I was like, you know what? Let me let me try this out. And and I went up to a guy and we kind of made a deal that we're just going to we're going to spar. You know, like we're going to move around with each other. And it was like 60 percent tops. So. I did one of these, but why did I do it? You know, like in my head, I'm like, oh man, like what kind of image does that give me? Like I'm a professional fighter and I'm doing like such a bullshit thing. Like it's almost like a bad look. However, I want to do almost everything now. Like like I just want to say yes to everything just so later I can give perspective to people. Like I said before, just so I can provide that and just so I can have a real opinion. I can't just say like, oh, well, that stuff is bullshit. You shouldn't do this or you shouldn't do that when I haven't even tried it myself. Yeah. So I don't want to form any kind of opinions uh, w- without actually having an experience, right? So, you know, just doing stuff like I that. I love it. I loved it because, look, yeah. man, like sensible people will know, okay, you know, uh, the Reaper's a professional fighter, but it's not as if you'd be doing a bucket fight, you know, fight week of a, of a major title fight, you know, on a line promotion. You know what I mean? Like sensible people would put two and two together and, uh, and, and take it for what it is, man. I thought it was friggin' hilarious, man. I'm like, go, boy. <laughs> it was like, so, and, and I think that's what, you know, the more that we can have people uh, and see, again, it's, it's, it's very, uh, it's, it's much a self-interest here for me because I'm just trying to um, constantly surround myself in life with people that are saying yes to all sorts of experiences because that's the sort of people I want around and that's the sort of stuff I want going in my head every day. Of course. So that's why I'm, I'm creating this, uh, this movement, this limitless lifestyle movement. And it's, and it's starting to catch on with a lot of people and I want to provide examples of it. So that's pretty much what I did in the first episode. For the most part, I wanted it to be more of a log of myself, my life. And I was going to make it really realistic, uh, seeing all these, you know, five steps to success guides, like it's overnight stuff and it's all positive, positive, positive. It's like, but it doesn't prepare you for every freaking step of the way where Mm. 90% of it is not winning, you know, 90% of it is not. 
and and you see me winning in the ring, but ninety percent of the time I'm not I'm not actually winning in the background, mm. right? Like I'm going through a lot of failures, I'm going through a lot of trials and tribulations. So people need to know the real process. And I feel like this is what I wanted to provide with that is I'm I'm going to do episodes and I'm and I almost I want to go back in time. I want to go in my past and I wanna relive those moments that made me who I am today. And whether they're good, they're bad, I want to provide that to people and then go into more of my present lifestyle and what I'm looking uh, forward to in the future. In the meantime, I do want to feature people that have this type of lifestyle uh, or mindset at least. So, you know, you have Candice. At 34 years old, she becomes a professional fighter. She moves to Thailand. She leaves her 9-to-5 job. And by 35, within that year, she goes 8-2 and as a professional, winning a title here in Thailand uh, during the King's Cup on the King's birthday, which is a huge event, uh, highly celebrated here uh, in Bangkok. So it's and, and, and then she gets flown out to uh, fight on Kunlun Promotions, which uh, is one of China's biggest kickboxing promotions. Uh, so it's just inspiring to me to see that. To me, there are people that live that lifestyle in different ways. But it, it all comes down to the same thing is that they have a lot of barriers. They, uh, let's say people telling them their age, people telling them, you know, you have this nine to five job. What are you going to do about it? Like, you know, you can't work around this. And them just saying, I don't accept this. Uh, you know, I, this is not a limitation. That having the job is not a limitation. My The number that you put, you know, like just based on my birthday is not a limitation yeah. to how I perform in that ring. Yep. And and for them to just kind of go away from the status quo and to be able to break those limits and and that's who I want to feature. I don't care if it's a fighter. I don't care if it's if it's a mom. You know, like just pretty much working a full time job, but still chasing a passion while you know like taking care of our kids or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. It, so whether it's a fighter, it's a mother, it's it's a, just a hardworking person, just someone that when you when you tell them. Yeah, but what about this? And you, and you place a limit in front of them. Someone that just says, you know, I, I either don't accept that or that that does not stop me from from chasing what I want to chase. Like your opinion doesn't doesn't change. That. Yeah, I see. I love that. I, I I'm <laughs> see. Why do you get old, man? You have no shame. As you get older, you can just say stuff to people, and they just, you know, they just like. And I, I said to someone the other day, "Yeah, man, that's a great opinion, but opinions are like assholes. Everybody's got one." <laughs> yeah, it's like, you know, it, 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 people because you know what it's like. People give you their opinion, and they think that you're immediately going to change what you're doing based on their opinion, and that has no effect on me, man. You know, and uh, I love your opinion, but uh, sorry, mate, I know what I'm doing. <laughs> so that's why I love listening to your stuff. Hey, listen, that limitless is that going to just continue to come out through uh, com, or will you will it, will it have its own? Yeah, I, 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 for now it is. Be, I'm going to link it back through there in my um, in my Moisa Athlete YouTube channel under Paul Benashik. And uh, but we have had talks in the most recent podcast that me and Sean recorded to do a limitless life podcast instead yeah I like uh, because it. Yeah. because we started to do a lot of philosophical work looking at our lifestyle and and we wanted to connect it to people because we started to get a lot of fans that are not just within the muay thai niche they're they're people that were either in the military maybe they're just regular uh you know 
whoever it is, just just general population, right? Uh, we started to get those type of people that are reaching out to us via email, and it kind of just sparked an idea. Especially when we sat there, we just did a whole podcast on um, on the philosophy of like this type of lifestyle, things like that. Uh, oh, it was on balancing work and training, uh, yeah, yeah. and and it just and it pretty much went into just balancing life. All right. So it was just the philosophy of that and, and trying to understand each other and, and to, to connect with your partner or your family. And by the end of it, we just started to think about that because Sean does want to go into the entrepreneurial niche, uh, just, just providing information on how he was able to go within a niche that makes zero money and to be able to live the life that he lives now. Oh, he, uh, you know, the multimillionaire lifestyle that he's living now, man, it's like it's unbelievable. Uh, definitely not a multi-millionaire <laughs> lifestyle, but, but I, I, it, within a niche where you literally you can't make Absolutely. a living and, and to be making a living and, and, you know, and being able to travel and not exactly the lifestyle that, <laughs> that we're talking about here. He yeah. literally has no limits. If he wants to go to Costa Rica one week and go to Thailand like he is doing now and then go somewhere else the, the month after, he can do that, and he does do that. So, yeah. uh, but that's, what ma- the- that's what makes you guys special. You know, and, and, you know, that's why I've been huge fans of both of you you guys uh, for a long time because, you know, I think the old days of, of people, you know, if you said you're a fighter, people just expected you to have the ass out of your pants, amount to nothing, finish your career and make nothing out of it. But in this new age, we've got a pair of guys here that are, are top-level fighters. You're both, uh, I don't know if we can use the word, entrepreneurs. You're both um, creating um, content and are living within a niche while still fighting and i think it just sets uh it sets such a great standard for people that um can come along behind you guys that you can be a fighter but you can still you know create a lifestyle and create a livelihood uh alongside it and uh i love it i just absolutely love it mate thank you i really appreciate that yeah having people notice notice it and, and to appreciate it versus you know trying to figure out excuses for themselves or to you know say negative things about it uh, you know taking inspiration from it and so someone like you oh, that, um, yeah you know i re- do. really respect yeah. that thank you i do because it's uh you know i uh you know i just uh, i find it hard to work for other people so i i as a consequence i have to work for myself and it's through people like yourself. As a consequence. Yeah, well, you know, it is. It's just that's how it is. You know, I, I you know, I, I love working for myself, and so, um, you know, I follow what you guys do very closely, and it provides, honestly, man, without sucking up too much, it provides daily inspiration to me, man. It really does, and uh, you know, hey, also too, fresh ink, man. I said, we'll say that again. I said the Reaper is covered in fresh ink. <laughs> fresh ink, fresh ink. Yeah, we uh, a little more sakient work done with the with the bamboo. You see, I forget, I forget, I forget that I even get it. Like people are within this. This is like a niche itself is like having tattoos, and people walk up. I, I just I, I have this conversation multiple times that people go up to each other and like guys that have tattoos are like, well, where'd you get your work done? And it's like, oh, we're here. And it's like, oh, this is like, like, yeah, I got, I got like 17 tattoos. I don't know how many tattoos I have. Like I have my entire chest and up my neck, the back of my neck and sides and and half my arm, whatever random other stuff I have. But 
I don't know. I, I forget looks, that I have it. Looks it. I, good, I, 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 it looks I get good. it. I get it for. I get it for reasons, and then those reasons stick with me. But then, besides that, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't really notice that I have them. <laughs> I, I I do mine with marker pens, mate. You you oh yeah 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 sharpies. You know sharpies the the marking I've, pen. Yes, I've heard of that. Why, yeah, yeah. why do you do that? Oh, it's no pain. Jesus, man, it's about. I'm not that's, that's what it's, uh, but that's what it's about. <laughs> yeah, no thanks, man. It's not sexy, man. It's uh, not sexy. It's not painful, raw, and and dirty. Yeah, see, there's that romanticism again, man. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Brought it full circle. Boom. Well, brother, it's just been uh, awesome to catch some time with you, man. I, uh, as I said to you the other week, I just watched from the sidelines for. Uh, for a lot of this last six months because I knew how much you were, uh, especially when down south, you know, at, at Namsak Noi, you know, it was like just grind away and there was very little time to, uh, you know, not even the opportunity, I guess, to, to be out there in the world of social media as it is, you know. And uh, But, man, watching from the sidelines, it's been hugely inspirational this last uh, bunch of months, man, and I really do wish you um, so much going forward. What, what's, the, what's the next few weeks got for you? Finishing off in the mountains here, I'm actually going on a motorcycle ride up to Pai uh, tomorrow, which is another like mountainous region here that's very uh, like Namaste. And after I go there, I'm gonna ride back. It's it's supposed to be one of the most beautiful, uh, beautiful, <laughs> uh, beautiful scenic routes uh, in all of like southeastern Asia. And it has something like 800 something turns, so um, wow. just like really big bends. So I'm going to take a scooter or a motorbike for a ride tomorrow there, and then I spend the night, get back on the next day, spend another day here, and then get to Bangkok to to meet with Sean, uh, Lawrence Kenshin, a few other uh, internet personalities and fighters to finish that up there in Bangkok. Then I'm gonna continue the lifestyle fly out to bali so i'll be in bali for a little bit and then from bali i'll finally make my way finally make my way home and and figure out what to do from there that's that's been the biggest issue is just i knew what i wanted to do and i had a set plan but after going through this experience it's really hard to to go back to that same exact lifestyle you want to move on and you want to be able to feel this you know you want to be able to have this all the time so i don't want to just make it a thing that's like seven eight months uh, i guess the ultimate goal is to be able to do this whenever i want to meaning if i need to be home to take care of family stuff then i can do that but if i want to be out here then i should be able to do that as well so i'm trying to yeah. get to the lifestyle where, where i can do that and i don't have to every single time make sacrifices and switch my whole life around where I can just honestly like freely do it. Like, Oh, okay. Next week I'm going to book my ticket kind of. Uh, yeah, yeah. It'll come brother. It'll come. It, it, it's, you know, I just know that I know that I know that, uh, that's how it's going to unravel for you, man. I just, uh, I can feel it. Yeah. The, the, the more people that say that and that believe that definitely helps as well, you know, like yeah. uh, I'm finally getting the support of my family, which which is really big. Uh, you, you know, you have to kind of keep that mind where you're like, okay, it doesn't affect me, and, and I've been able to do that very very well. But once the support does come, it does make a difference. It really does. You, yeah. Even if even if you don't really care, you try not to put too much 
emotional investment into others' opinions. But but when you have that positive energy and and you have a little momentum on top of it, or or if you're down and then you get some of that supportive energy, it does make a big difference. So yeah. yeah. Thank yeah. you to my family. Thank you to you. And yeah, really appreciate it. Oh man, anytime, you know, I, uh, I'm just a huge fan, man. And, uh, anything we can do, uh, along your journey, uh, to help move you to where you need to be, man, you, you only need to shout out. We'll do whatever we can. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. keep living limitless, man. Yeah. With you, you're, you're an example yourself. So that's the reason when, you know, we had you on our show, hopefully your listeners were able to, to hear that, to hear you talk a little bit more than, than the others on your show. So yeah, head over Muay Thai guys podcast so you can listen to coach Jeff on. Oh man. Thank you so much for that opportunity. People are still going on about that show, man. It's like, you know, it's, uh, but I, I think we, we summed up a lot in that show, man. I just, I just go about doing what I'm doing and, you know, whether I'm at 60 or 70 or 80 makes no difference to me. I just get about doing what I'm doing, man. It's, uh, it's how it is, brother. How it is. Boom! <laughs> Coach Jeff and Muay Thai athlete <laughs> Paul Reaper Benashek. We out. Ah, oh, I love it. Good on you, brother. Man, thank you so much. Uh, as always, awesome, awesome, awesome. I really, I, I can't thank you enough for taking a bit of time this afternoon, man. I know you got a lot on, and uh, and I know, uh, I know all of our team will uh, will appreciate hearing from you, brother. So you take care, man, and we'll uh, we'll talk again down the track real soon, eh? Yeah. Have a beautiful day, man. All right, brother. There you go, guys. Paul the Reaper Banashek, man, what a simply awesome, awesome dude. Uh, don't go away. We'll be back in a minute to tidy it all up. Uh, don't go away. Well, there you go, guys. That'll wrap up this edition of the Fighters Podcast. And, man, just a uh, what a great afternoon to be able to catch up with my good buddy, my friend, uh, Paul the Reaper Banashek, and uh, have a bit of a chat to him about what's been going on in his life. Uh, just a, a great treat. Uh, don't forget to uh, hop on over and check out uh, Paul's absolutely fantastic blog, MuayThaiAthlete.com. We'll have links to that in the show notes. Of course, we always carry links for that over there on Coach Jeff. And, um, man, just cannot wait to uh, to have the boys back together on the show. Um, in the meantime, check out the Muay Thai Guys podcast, simply one of my uh, all-time favorite shows and always heaps of good stuff in that. Well, that's enough of the coach banging away in here today. Time for me to get out of here now. actually go and do a little bit of training myself. Uh, but remember what the coach always says train to race and race to win but me and you have a heap of fun along the way until we see you on the very next episode of the fighters podcast or maybe see you out there on the roads or in the gym somewhere remember what the coach has to say man keep your hands up at all times but when they ring that bell man come out swinging bye bye for now